What's up, everyone? Welcome into Gridiron Mania Episode 2. My name is Alex Light, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you checked out last episode, I appreciate you. Make sure to subscribe to the show to stay up to date for all the latest episodes. This is a weekly show for everything good, bad, and ugly in the football world. Joining me today, once again, I have my co-host, Tyler Honeysuckle, a.k.a. Mr. Buffalo himself, Mr. Yup Yup. Tyler, how you doing today? All pretty dandy. Man, we're going to have a great time as always. Uh, unfortunately, we do not have our other co-host with us, uh, Mr. Brady Dyer, uh, Mr. Cowboys fan himself. Last week, you know, sick. Weird times we're in with the COVID situation this week. He had a family situation come up. No big deal. Hopefully we can get him in here next week if everything plays out correctly. Uh, so today is May 20th, 2020. Uh, so everything that's been – we've had a lot of stuff going on recently, a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, but to kick things off, we're going to have a quick moment of silence. We just recently had another passing in the NFL world. Uh, me being a uh, Chicago Bears fan, I've already stated multiple times now, uh, we had uh, Michael McCaskey passed away uh, recently. He is the son of uh, Virginia McCaskey, uh, who is the current owner of the Bears, daughter to Mr. Howells himself. So just a quick little uh, moment of silence here just in his memory. All right, with that taken care of, we're going to kick into the rest of the show. So to kick things off, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, he finally came out and uh, spoke on the uh, the draft pick that happened. And, and, of course, in true Aaron Rodgers fashion, handles it like a true champ where he's super professional about it. Uh, you know, he's, he even – but, hey, at least he admitted that at first he was, he was not thrilled with the pick, but he understands that the team is looking at the future and respects them for doing so. Um, with, with him coming out and just talking about it the way that he did – do you believe that after that two years when, you know, he, he's no longer going to be a, a cap penalty for him, do you think he's going to try to push his way out or they're going to push him out? Which one do you think it's going to be? Uh, Who's going to make the move first? Is he going to make the move to get out first or are they going to make the move to get out, get him out first? I think if Jordan Love plays up to their expectations, I think that they'll try to push him out. I think so too. After the two years, I mean, when, he, when he's no longer a huge cap penalty, uh, I think uh, I think they're going to try to push him out, especially if they pull a situation like they did with like the like KC did with Patrick Mahomes, where you know let's say the Packers are in a good position going to the playoffs, they have Jordan start sixteen and seventeen for example, you know if he plays well, then you know we'll see what happens from there. But I, I mean I expect it, you know, for Green Bay Packers fans, I expect at least two more years of uh, Aaron Rodgers at the helm at least. Um, now one thing that I've been coming across is, man, a lot of rumors that he's going to try to force himself to Chicago somehow. I've been seeing those rumors on Twitter. So it just kind of popped a question in my head, you know, and I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts on a major, like, rival player coming to your team? What What are your thoughts on that? Like, you being a Buffalo Bills fan, what are your thoughts if, like, Tom Brady came to the Buffalo Bills? Well, I thought about that a lot. And, then, well, as much as we hate Tom Brady, hey, he can put on a Bills uniform any day and start winning us championships, you know. At the end of the day, it's all about what's on the helmet, not the name on the back, right? Oh, yeah. Facts. Now, see, that's how I feel, too. You know, and I've, I've felt this way for a while. I remember having conversations with my mom once upon a time where it's just like, you know, she was a big Bears fan. It's like, how would I feel if, like, Clay Matthews, you know, this is when he was in his prime wrecking havoc on us, oh, yeah. or Aaron Rodgers came to the Bears. She asked me how to feel about it. I'm like, I, just, I thought I'd love it. I mean, we got two all pros here. Oh, yeah. Like, bring them in. Like, let's do it. And she's like, you're not a true Bears fan. I'm like, I am because I'm focused on them championships. Oh. You know, these players are going to come and go. Those championships are going to stay. But, uh, you know, even though I feel that way, there are those very rare expectations where it's just like, man, if we get them, I'm done. Like, if the Bears would have got Jameis Winston this offseason, I probably would have been – I mean, I'm not. I'm never going to ditch my team, but I would have full-blown just, like, thrown out this season and not given a single shred of a fuck. 
and oh, just yeah. been you know more you know more excited for other teams that I like like the Seahawks and the Saints and uh, whatever. Yeah, that that's how I felt whenever we let Stephon Gilmore go and he went to of course the fucking Patriots. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, why the Patriots? Right. <laughs> and then now he's the best corner in the league. Why couldn't he have stayed in Buffalo? Him and Trey White. That would have been a, a unbelievable beast. Oh, yeah. duo. Yeah. So I mean, but as a whole, man, at the end of the day, it's about that. It's about the what's on the helmet, not the name on the back. So I mean, I'm open to it. If he comes to Chicago, and we don't like, let's say, you know, if we if we just do trash this year and we go draft a, you know, Ryan Pace another chance to draft a quarterback, whatever, and that quarter, you know, that quarterback doesn't work out, yeah, let's bring Aaron Rodgers in. I'm cool <laughs> with it. We got we got a MVP, All Pro, Pro Bowler, Super Bowl winner. I'm fine with that. No big deal. You oh, know, because yeah. I respect him. I I got no hate for him. Oh yeah. Because the dude's a meme. First off, I love a good player with a sense of humor, and this dude's a fucking meme all season long. Discount double check. A, Dude, I'm telling you, the outfits that he'll wear and shit, he's a full-blown meme. I love a good joke, man. Uh, oh, yeah. But then you just got to respect his game, dude. I mean, he's just a damn good quarterback. Uh, so jumping over from that, NFL facilities are beginning to reopen with limited uh, access or limited however they're going to do things, which is a great fucking sign. Oh, yeah. It just means we're one step closer for ho- hopefully football happening. Uh, that's a huge deal tying into that, uh, which, you know, when I originally put this on our script, things have now changed. So we're mm-hmm. just going to talk about the change. Originally, the Florida governor said teams are welcome in Florida if their states are saying no-go, and that is going to still be the case. But since then, New York has been saying they're they're going to allow games, but, you know, if there's no fans, California, who's on full-blown fucking lockdown until, like, August, I think, they're saying they'll allow games if there's no fans. So all that said, I mean, it's looking really promising we're going to get a season. Yep. Yeah, we may we may just not have any fans, which kind of sucks, you know, because I plan a weekly, I mean, not weekly, it'd be great if it was a weekly, a yearly <laughs> trip to Florida, and I was yeah, actually yeah. aiming to try to hit up, like, a Bucks or a Jags game yep. while I was down there. But, uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. But, I mean, we're, you know, with the facilities reopening and these governors and states coming out and saying, hey, games are good to go, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Like, I think we're going to get the season. Oh, yeah. Now, the question is, you know, this isn't our forte, per se, or at least mine, but the question is, are these other leagues going to finish? Like, is the NBA going to finish? Is hockey going to finish? MLB, are they going to start on time? How, I mean, how is all that going to go? We don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, people have been saying for a while that NBA is going to do, like, a tournament-style format and just do one game in and out and just finish up the season, which is – yeah, hey, at least you'll get a winner. Yeah. Who knows about hockey? They'd be in the playoffs right now, wouldn't they? Uh, I think they would. If if not in, they'd be right there at the cusp of it. Okay. So, so I mean, who knows what's going to happen with those sports. As of now, things are looking pretty good um, for at least the NFL. For NCAA, who knows? I really don't, man. Uh, campuses are still closed, which means yeah. the athletics won't be going on. Because that's one thing we'll be talking about on the show as well, is we'll be talking about some NCAA, you know, some college football. Mostly the big stuff, our favorite teams, and just whatever big news is going on. But we may not have to talk about, you know, if colleges are going to be, if campuses are going to stay closed for this fall, I don't know what's going to happen there. But I guess we'll see. So uh, going over, man, this uh, quarantine stuff, man, it's getting some people in trouble, I guess. You know, this is like NFL arrest week over here. We got Cody Latmore, wide receiver, he got arrested. We had DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar fucking doing GTA in real life. They got arrested. And then your boy Ed Oliver got arrested too. But no, before we talk about Ed Oliver, you know, who's a Buffalo Bill, that's why I want to talk about him. But DeAndre and Quentin, like, from the reports that I'm seeing, these dudes had, like, a full-blown, like, GTA IRL situation. They had getaway cars, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know what the full deal is on that, but, man, they, they were they were playing for real. But then we got your boy Ed Oliver, man. He's in a sticky situation, yeah. you know, because uh, he got arrested for carrying a weapon and what, for marijuana, I think? Uh, DUI. D- he had okay. an open container in his lap. Okay. Yeah. You know, down in Houston. But uh, the, apparently the report is if uh, this guy, you know, gets uh, suspended, he's screwed on money, isn't he? Yeah, he 
he he's got to pay everything back or he's not getting the bonuses or anything. Right. So he he's gonna have to he's gonna have to knuckle down on stuff. And that, man, he's uh you know he's only played the one year for you guys, but he's uh, that one year wasn't kind of lackluster for him, wasn't it? Yeah, at the first, like, I forgot that we even drafted Ed Oliver. Like, Ninth like was, overall, too. Yeah, I was telling you in our little chats, I was like, where is Ed? And then as soon as I said that, he started to pick it up a little bit. So Right, right. Well, hopefully, man, he can bounce back from this. You know, he he's, he's a good talent uh, for sure. He, he could be a really good talent for you guys up there in Buffalo, especially since you guys uh, lost Kyle to retirement. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he can uh, bounce back and get things straightened out. Uh, but yeah, NFL Rest Week, and then also to tie in with NFL Rest Week, we had uh, the what the, who the, they're being dubbed as the Super Smash Brothers with Earl Thomas and his brother in that situation that happened like a week or two ago. That's fucking wild. Oh yeah, yeah, Super Smash Brothers over here. But anyway, so transitioning from people being in trouble, we'll go away from that because this <laughs> is just a wild week, and I hope for all players in quarantine we can we can get away with this, you know, from this going forward for their sake. But uh, just recently came across a report. Why the hell this report popped up now? No idea, but it really was interesting to me. But apparently the report is. Seattle actually tried to trade Russell Wilson to Cleveland in 2018 for the number one pick of the draft. Who at the time, you know, that was the pick where Cleveland took Baker Mayfield. Now you also have a tie-in for that report as well. Oh yeah, on our uh, Buffalo page, I, I started seeing posts that Seattle was going to take the the first pick and take Josh Allen, not Baker. They're going to take Josh Allen with the first pick. So I started doing research and I actually found like. 15 sources that confirm that so i hey more power to him right but he's in buffalo so that's good yeah <laughs> Who who's more dumb for that is seattle more dumb for making the offer is cleveland more dumb for not taking it i, I think cleveland's more dumb for not taking it i agree that's <laughs> i mean that's just cleveland though like they they haven't been solid on quarter on quarterbacks lately so they should have just taken the the hot hand yeah. right now, I mean, I think Cleveland has made a really – if that was an actual legit offer and it wasn't like just toying with it, you know, but yeah. and let's say Seattle literally threw it on the table like, yo, Russell, first pick, let's do it. And Cleveland said, nah. nah then I'm Cleveland, good. in true Cleveland fashion, made a horrible decision. I'll take Baker and fucking Denzel Ward. Like, come on now. Yeah, right? I mean <laughs> – They still would have had the fourth pick. Yeah, they still would have – At least based on the reports. Yeah, they would have still got to be able to get Denzel Ward if they wanted to. That just shows you how Cleveland is yeah. terrible at everything. Which, you know, I, I know you're anti-Baker. I like Baker. I yeah. think Baker can succeed. Uh, but even still, I mean, like, you got Russell Wilson. Like, dude, yeah. this dude is, like, one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and he's going to continue to be one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He's a proven winner yep. compared to a guy who may or may not work out. Like, I don't know, man. That's just – that's wild to me. I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, so, another report that we have going on right now is apparently uh, Cam Newton to um, – New England is still actually very possible. That's all report for that. We talked about that last week yeah. in the first episode, which as really the only possible landing spot, which is pretty much true at this point. I don't really see any other landing spots with them. No. You know, with this uh, report, do you, you know, do you think it's going to be one of those situations where they're just going to let let uh, Stidham and see how he plays out, or you think he's uh, they're going to bring Cam in before the season starts? Uh, you gotta you gotta let Stidham play it out, and if he's if he stinks like he might. Like, I'll bring in Cam just because. Oh. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if I was New England, I would full-blown, I would go ahead and get Cam. But, yeah. hey, you know, I guess getting a um, 
a lower guy has worked out for him before when they roll with the hot hand with Tom. Obviously, that worked out for them then. But I mean, in this case, I would I would 100% get Cam. I mean, you have a you have a super you know guy who took his team to the Super Bowl. You have a MVP of the league, Pro Bowler, All Pro. I mean, this dude is healthy for the first time since he was a Pro Bowler, All Pro MVP. So I, I'd get Cam in a heartbeat. But I would I still say that for a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. um, Cam, you know, being number one pick of the 2011 draft, we have another number one pick who we didn't even talk about last week. I honestly forgot about him, if we're going to be completely real, They're just to show you how fucking much he's been talked yeah. about. But Jadavion Clowney, first overall pick of what, 14 draft, if I remember 14. correctly? Yeah, that should be right. Because 13 was Eric Fisher, 15 was – who was 15? That was Jameis and Marcus. And Marcus. So, yeah, yeah. 14. Yeah. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, first overall pick of the 14 draft, you know, just finished up the season with uh, Seattle, who he was traded to. Yeah. St- he's still a free agent. No one's picked him up, uh, partially because he's, like, asking for a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I saw some reports that he may actually end up in Tennessee, which would be pretty interesting, you know, division rival to his uh, team that drafted him, the Houston Texans, spent a majority of his career with. Uh, I mean, where where is Clowney going to end up? What do you think? Do you think Tennessee's uh, a legit possibility, or do you think that he's going to be one of those cases where he may not get signed until the season actually starts? See, he was supposed to go to Buffalo at one point. Oh, really? And then we started drafting defense alignment, so he really doesn't have an option there. Uh, Tennessee, that's a pretty solid guess. Maybe back to Seattle. Right. You know, just if he cause. just agrees to take a lower deal. Yeah. Because I know Seattle was trying to get him, but he wanted that big deal. You know, it, it kind of blows me away that he's still a free agent at this point. Yeah. I can understand Cam to a point because yeah. quarterback is you that one guy, get the one guy, whatever. So I can get it to a point. You know, I have my arguments that I think Chargers should get him, Patriots should get him, whatever. Yeah. But for Clowney, a defensive end, you know, or a rushing outside linebacker, I mean, these guys, like, they, they can swap out all the time, man. It, it's great yeah. to have more depth on a team for yeah. those. Like, I, it blows me away he's a free agent. Yeah, like Clay Matthews is still a free agent. Like, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and I, <laughs> as far as I know, him and Todd both haven't even been paid yet. Yeah. I'm, I think they're still waiting for paychecks from uh, the Rams. Yeah, they're probably not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's going to be a lawsuit for the Rams, man, I'll tell you. No, I mean, it just kind of blows me away that uh, Clowney isn't um, on a team yet. Because, like I said, you know, teams can have such, you know, depth you know, at that kind of position just to help, you know. In the, but, I mean, I guess we'll see. You know, I, I'd be great if he came to Chicago. It ain't going to happen. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it ain't going to happen. But it'd be dope. It'd be really fucking awesome. Um, all right, so transitioning over, we uh, we got officially all of the new uniforms have come out now. All right. There were seven teams that debuted new slash altered uniforms. A couple of them are legitimately new. We got uh, two teams that are throwing it back. Uh, and then we got a couple of alter altercate, you know, a little bit of edits, whatever. Um, so, but overall, we got seven to go through here. I already said, you know, for me, Colts is the bottom for me. They didn't really do a lot. I do yeah. like the I do like the number change. It looks a little bit nicer. But I mean, that's all they really did was number change. They uh, put their new alt logo on there. I mean, that's they didn't really do much for me. Number seven is the Colts. Uh, who who's gonna be your number seven? I gotta agree with that. Like the Colts, I the first time I seen, I didn't know they changed anything right. except the logo on the helmet. Right. That's the only thing I noticed. Yeah, I mean, they just didn't do a whole lot. So of course they're gonna be down at the bottom. Uh, my number six uh, is actually the Rams. That just that was the last one to debut. I I really don't like the Rams. Honestly, I'm glad they finally. I, okay, I don't like the Rams, but I do like this better than what they had because I could not tell you how much it bothered me yeah. that they had like a you know new slash throwback like 
home uniform, but then for their away uniform, didn't match with their helmet because they're still rocking the St. Louis Rams yep. away uniform, and they had like that white helmet with the white face mask, whatever. It bothered the piss out of me because of how different they were. So I am glad they got new uniforms. It's going to be you know look more you know legit and like official and not like fucking take pieces here, pieces there. But I mean, I still don't like it. I guess the biggest reason is I, I'm I'm not a big fan, and I've seen a lot of this on the internet a lot. Everyone's hating on that uh, that as they call it the bone color uniform, oh, yeah. and I agree with that. I don't like it. You know, they, they've they're apparently they've they've taken kind of like a baseball approach with more of like that gray color for the away uniforms instead of yeah. traditional white white. But I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the new logo either. New logo they de- uh, debuted was okay at best. Um, I saw fan edits of the logo that was better than what they actually had. But yeah. um, I, now I will say one thing that, about the Rams uniforms that, that I also didn't like. I did not like the gradient uh, color for the number, which is weird because I love the gradient for the Falcons. But yeah. I don't know. For the number for the Rams, it just didn't work for me. I didn't like it. Uh, but that's my number six. Who do you got at six of the uniforms? Uh, New England Patriots. Okay. They, they kind of look like the replacements. <laughs> like if you if you go back and look – it kind of looks like the replacements right okay I can that, see that, that was my first that was my first instinct whenever i seen them right they kind of look like the replacements but that also might be because tom brady left yeah true so uh patriots are actually my number five uh you know the reason i i do like them more than the rams uh because i've always liked the patriots uniform personally at least the ones that we, that we've grown up with yeah um i the main thing that i do like about them you know this is was uh basically like their color rush if i remember correctly yeah. it was more or less what it was but I got to say, the one thing I do love about them getting new uniforms is I love how the season that Tom leaves, they get these new uniforms. Because like, I view it, I don't view it in a disrespect way. I view yeah. it in a respect way. Yeah. Where this guy, you know, in the time that, you know, the, you know, when these uniforms debuted, it was, you know, not long after they, you know, lost the Super Bowl to the Packers. I mean, this was probably like 2000 or so when these uniforms even debuted around that time. You know, and that you know, basically these uniforms have from beginning to end. Tom has been there for him, so yeah. I like I like it because it just it really does feel like the end of an era. You know, that's my thoughts on it. But I mean, I think they're okay. I mean, they're not they're not fantastic. I do like them more than the Rams, uh, but I get why you got them down at six. So who do you got at five then? Uh, I got the Cleveland Browns. That's fair because they're just basic. You know, they're they kind of like the Colts. They're pretty basic. You know? Right. They threw it back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. I like the throwback because I mean you, that's you're really sticking to your roots and stuff. I don't know why everyone hated the uniforms they had personally with the Cleveland on the front. I mean, yeah. if they just changed some uh, some coloring on it, whatever, or maybe like the Cleveland wasn't orange or something, yeah. or you know, or whatever the case was, it'd probably be pretty sleek. But I mean, I like them personally. I don't know what the big beef was on that. Um, for you know, for me, my number four is actually the Browns because I like the throwback. I do. Um, yeah. You know, you sticking to your roots for like the Jim Brown era, to whatever. Uh, I do like they still have the all brown, which is one of their best jerseys they you know ran last year, and it was actually their color rush. They made their home jersey last year because of how much everyone hated the Cleveland uniform, whatever. Yeah. Which I still I don't know why everyone hated it, but I mean it is what it is. But I mean I like the throwback. That's why they're sitting at my number four. Uh, I mean respect to them for that. Who do you got it for? See, I got I got the Rams at number four. They kind of look like if you build a uniform on a video game. Yeah, like <laughs> yo, that's fair. I should have thought of that. That's and fair. And with the little small logo on the top left of their chest, oh, which like, says Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, that's just now they're starting to look like an NBA team. Yeah, well, that's fair. I didn't, <laughs> so, I didn't, I didn't think about that. They, they, I could probably pull up uh, old Madden twelve, last Madden yep. to do custom teams, and I could probably make that uniform. You right, you right. So I think it's pretty interesting that you and I both uh, 
basically the bottom four are the same four teams and our top three look like they're going to be the same three teams. Uh, yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. My number three is actually the Atlanta Falcons. I, I like them a lot. I love the gradient one they have. I love the all black. The, you know, the one thing that really sells me on these uniforms is I love the helmets where they're not like the shiny black, you know, but they're just like a, like a solid like matte black oh, in yeah. a way. I really like that a lot. Kind of like Arkansas State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I really like that a lot. That's what that was one of my favorite things about the. You know, I like the uh, ATL on the front. I like the numbers. I'm gonna miss the 3D numbers they had before. I thought those numbers were pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the numbers, and like I said, I love that gradient that they have. The gradient where it transitions from like what red to black. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super sick. Uh, but who's your number three? My number three is the Chargers. Char. Wow. Really. Yeah. I. I love them. Like. From the baby blues to the dark blues to the basic blue, right to the white, the right. white with the yellow combination, right. That, that's just that's probably my favorite one right there. Huh. I, I figured they would be at like maybe a two or one for you, but hey, you know I respect it. Yeah. No, I agree. The Chargers uniforms are really sick. Uh, obviously, they're in my top two right now. Um, so my number two is uh, actually the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, man, I love I love that they went back to the uniforms they had during when they were won a Super Bowl in years where they were decent. The Josh Freeman years too. Yeah. Um, I never liked these uniforms they had, man. And I'm on everyone's boat. I hated the digital clock numbers. Yeah. They were so fucking dumb. Uh, but no, I'm glad they threw it back to the uniforms they had over like the 2000s and two that whatever. Uh, I like the all pewter color, uh, jersey they have. I think that's pretty sick. Uh, as a whole, and the the top it all off, they got these new these throwback uniforms, but with their current logo, which is yes. pretty dope. Uh, overall, I really like these Bucks. I'm a, you know at one point I called myself a Bucks fan before they did my boy Lovey Smith wrong and they drafted Jameis Winston. Yeah. So you know it's kind of cool to see them go back to these kind of uniforms. I've always been a big fan of them. I, I had like a fucking dude. I had like a twenty to twenty five year franchise on one Madden with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I guess so I got I got some emotional attachment to these uniforms. So I, I really I really dig them. So who's your number two? Uh, I gotta go with Tampa Bay too. All right, like, Tampa Bay. I respect it. Throwing it back to when they were winning. Yeah, getting Tom Brady and Gronk. Right. Hey, they're trying to win this year. Yeah, we about to talk about that. We better <laughs> oh, yeah. talk about if they're gonna be winning or not. So that narrows it down. Where you know I think I I, I think our top seven is really funny. Our our, yeah. our four through seven are the same but flipped around here and there. Our twos are the same, but our ones and threes are flipped. So your yep. number one is the Falcons. What, oh, do you, yeah. what do you what do you like most about the Falcons? Let me go back to the Falcons. I like the all the combinations that they can do. I like like you talked about how it goes from red to black in the jersey. I love that. I like the gray. Like they got like a little small small gray, but not a white. Right. That's just and then the white and red. It kind of looks like Arkansas State. Like is, it, is, is that what makes you love it so much? Is that it looks like Arkansas State? That and I like red and black. Okay, like, so I respect it. I respect like it. Every time I make it, make jerseys on games, red and black is usually the go-to. That's it just, fair. It just looks the cleanest. Yeah, it does. It does. I respect that, especially you being an A-State fan. I respect that. So that you know, that said, my number one is the Chargers. I mean, yeah. Chargers are sleek. The only thing I don't like about them is the damn numbers. Yeah. I do not like the number on the helmet. I I cannot stand it. I don't like it. Uh, I feel like we're I feel like we're in like some college or high school shit yep. here. I do not like the numbers on the helmets, but you know what? I cannot fault the numbers on the helmets in just 
you know, I can't I can't let that take away the fact that these are just fucking clean jerseys, yeah, dude. I agree. Oh my god, like to get get rid of those fucking uh, numbers on the helmets, dude. And as a whole, these are probably some of my my top ten favorite jerseys in the league, maybe top five. Yeah, it's kind of like Ladanian Thomas when we had twenty one on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I understand it. I do too. But they could have like did some some helmets without the numbers. Yeah, know, I agree. Just to throw it in there. I hope they do. I hope they change their <laughs> mind. Uh, that all black is sick. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, that one, like, being the Chargers, you know what to expect from them. You know, the powder blues, whatever. Uh, you know, but I did not expect an all black to come from them. Uh, so yeah. when I saw it, pleasant surprise. Yep. Really cool. Love that. Uh, I'm very I'm very excited to see uh, them play in these uniforms this year. I'm very excited for the first game um, of them in that all black. I, I'm very pumped for that. Um, so transitioning now over, uh, this is going to take up the rest of the episode more or less, uh, is uh, we're going to be doing our NFC South predictions. That is the most interesting division in the NFC this year, in my opinion. Uh, so that's what we're starting with. And, you know, this episode, the NFC South, next week's NFC West, and the NFC North, East, and we're jumping over to AFC. This is going to be eight episodes of us doing predictions, and then we're going to finish it all up with that ninth episode after all this where we're going to be talking about our playoff predictions based on what we just came up with. Now, this is still a 16-game season. 17-game season starts next year, but the 17 playoffs, that does start this year, which means the number two seeds will not receive a bye this year, which, first off, I know a lot of people are upset about. So, uh, do you want to start or me? Uh, You can start. All right, I'll kick it off. So, NFC South predictions. Here's some stuff I'm going to talk about. All right, here we go. Now, first, let me backtrack a little bit. I said in the first episode when gearing up for this idea that, hey, we're going to do this. This is going to be fun, whatever. I originally said that, well, you know, I I, I think uh, the lowest amount of wins a team's going to have in this division is going to be seven. That may be the Carolina Panthers. Everyone's going to be good. That was what I said. Yeah. All right, well, one, <laughs> once I started actually doing this and going game by game, I'm like, right, yeah, I'm going to have to backtrack on that statement oh, a little yeah. bit. Because bottom of the division, That's... I have the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think Matt Rule, he can be a good coach for him, but I don't think it's going to happen right away. I don't, you know, this is Teddy's first seat, like full season starting in years. Yeah. Chris McCaffrey's a monster. He's going to carry the load like he did last year. I fully believe that. Losing Luke Keekley, that's a bomb. We don't like that for the Panthers. I think there's potential to build on, even though I'm going to put them at a bad record. I got them going 4 and 12. Uh, the wins that I have them, unfortunately, I have them actually beating my team, Chicago, in week six. Uh, I, th- I think they'll be able to pull off a win uh, against Atlanta at home. Uh, I think they'll be able to pull off a win against Detroit and at Washington week 16. Those are the four wins I got. I have them coming out with. Um, I don't think the four and 12 is something to necessarily worry about. Yeah. I think they have a lot of good building pieces. It's just going to take a season or two. Yeah. Now coming in third, I got the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this is like a make or break year for Dan Quinn. It feels like, and unfortunately with the record, I have them going. I do think this could possibly result in a firing. We'll see. I have them going eight and eight. Uh, some notable victories that I have them coming out with is uh, I have them coming out with a victory against Tampa Bay in Week 17 at Tampa Bay. Pulling off, I'm pulling the upset on that one. Uh, I have them uh, uh, beating uh, Dallas at Dallas Week Two uh, at Minnesota. I have, those are a couple wins that I you know that I think are pretty notable. But I think just a solid eight and eight man. Um, I think they they've got some good building pieces, but. I just don't think this is going to be the year for Atlanta. I think they're still going to be bouncing back. Uh, I don't think them coming in with their new jerseys are going to, you know, come in with a, a huge blowout year. I I personally hope Dan Quinn doesn't get fired. Depending on if like if my prediction ends up being true, we'll see. 
but with an eight and eight and him being on the hot seat last year coming in this year, I could see a firing happening. So now we're down to number two and one, and obviously it's Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Who do I have winning the division? Do I have Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or do I have Drew Brees with the New Orleans Saints? All right, well, here we go. I'm very strong on this opinion. I have, for second place of the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a 10-6 and six record. All right, so here let me explain this. With football... I cannot and will not unless something drastically changes. I cannot buy into super teams. Yeah, I just can't. I've seen them fail too many times. Most notably that Philly that that Philly uh, super team we had a few years ago. That it's like oh this team's got like twenty something Pro Bowlers. Oh yeah, you know because we had Vince Young as a backup, Michael Vick, Lashawn McCoy. Um, I think uh, they had they had a backup to Lashawn who was also a Pro Bowler somewhere else at one point too, if I remember correctly. I know Ryan Matthews was there at one point. It may have yeah. been him. You know, we had Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin. You know, we had uh, Nadia Asamoa, who f- flamed out in Philadelphia tremendously. I just can't buy into super teams, man. Not in football. I'll, I'll buy into it all day in basketball. Basketball is a whole different game for this. I mean, we've seen it firsthand. Miami super team, uh, Boston super team, uh, obviously the Golden State super team. We've yep. seen it happen. We, You know, it's easy to buy into for basketball. But fo- for football, man, I just can't buy into it. I get they got Gronk. Uh, I don't think Gronk's going to have a blowout year. I think he's going to have a good year, but I don't think he's going to be the Gronk he used to be. I mean, yeah. even his last two seasons in the NFL, he wasn't a great Gronk. Granted, there was injuries involved. Now he's had time off, whatever. Uh, but I just don't see Gronk blowing it out this year. I, for Tom, I thought Tom was fizzling out last year. That was my opinion. Uh, I do not believe in any shape or form that the guy wasn't trying because it's Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of him, but I respect the dude. I do believe he was trying. Uh, he was just kind of fizzling out. I just don't think it's going to change for this season either. You know, even though he's got three phenomenal weapons, run game's a little meh. Offensive line's okay. He's got a pretty good defense to carry him like he did in New England. But, you know, they'll make the playoffs for sure. I have no doubt about that. But oh, yeah. I just don't see them being like this 14-2, and 13-3 and team that everyone's thinking they're going to be. I mean, I just don't. I mean, could they be that next year? Yes. I yeah. do believe a year two possibility. I kind of relate it to, and this is a kind of a bad example because of how well he did the first year, but I kind of relate it to like a Denver Broncos situation. Peyton comes in. Now, Peyton has a great first year. I think this first year in Denver is when he threw 55 touchdowns, or is that the second year? I cannot remember. Uh, that might have to be. I might have to Google that one. All right, fact check his stats for me. Either way, his first year, you know, everyone had these high expectations for Peyton Manning coming back, and – Broncos went to the Super Bowl in his first year, I'm pretty sure, and that's when they got their asses whooped by Seattle. It was either his first or second year in Denver. If it was when he threw 55 touchdowns, then yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 2013. Okay, so yeah, that's a perfect example then. Well, if it's 2013 season, that's his first season back in the NFL, right? Because 2012. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. He wasn't in 2011. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect example then. First year in Denver, had a pretty good season. I want to say that they went to the playoffs, whatever, lost out. Yeah. Second season, they went to the Super Bowl. They unfortunately lost, got their ass whooped. But I related to that kind of situation where, you know, Tom will have a good year this year. You know, he'll probably look better than he did last year, but I don't see anything huge happening until next year. Yeah. So now with my number one, New Orleans Saints, I got them going 13 and three, a big old whopping 13 and three. Obviously, you got to throw it in, man. One of the losses to Minnesota happens every year. The meme continues. Hopefully, it just didn't happen in the playoffs this time, but I do have them losing Minnesota. I do have them losing to San Francisco again, uh, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk about in detail about San Fran next yeah. week. But the, the TLDR for San Fran, they didn't really lose anything. Let's be real. 
So I, I, I they're still the same team. And then I actually have them losing uh, at Tampa. I have Tampa and New Orleans going one and one for the season. Uh, so yeah, thirteen and three. I think the, I think the Saints are going to take this division. Coming, I mean, Tam, uh, Tom coming in Tampa, man. You and Drew Brees country. That's all I got to say. I mean, yeah. that's just the truth. You ain't taking over this division that easily. You're in, you're in Drew Brees country. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's hear, let's hear about yours. Let's see what we got going on. See, mine's almost the exact same. So coming in at fourth with the record of six and ten, I got Atlanta Falcons. Okay. I have them. The only real notable win is at Dallas in week two. Okay, that's fair. So rest of them are basically easy wins like Detroit, Las Vegas, the Chargers, Carolina. So that's well, they won twice at Carolina on my on my paper. So and then let's say it's coming in at third. I got the Carolina Panthers six and ten as well. They just had a little bit better like NFC record. So that's what that's, that's how I did, that's how they yeah, get that's there. How, okay, yeah, I that's how I did the tie break. And then on them, I got I got them beating. Let's see, basically nobody: Las Vegas, Arizona, Washington, Detroit. So basically, the exact same same wins. And then coming in in second, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I got them twelve and four, but also okay, better than me. Also ten and sixes. Because there's two, anywhere in that range. Yeah, there's two. There's two games that I wanted to flip, but for the sake of being closer to the Saints, I got I got them twelve and four, and the two games were at Denver in week three. Yo, I respect that. I was just looking at that game. Yeah. And then the Chargers. I respect. I feel that like too. they might sneak up on them. I actually have them losing to the Chargers. That's one of their losses for me. Uh, I didn't actually talk about my losses, but for my losses for Tampa, uh, at New Orleans week one, at Same. Denver week three. Uh, um, hosting Green Bay in six, yep. hosting um, KC in twelve. Yep. I'm gonna pull the upset. We're gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna consider this an upset, but uh, Minnesota, Same. them hosting, and then uh, I like I, like I already mentioned, I have them losing to Atlanta as a surprise loss. But Dang. so we're, we're we're more or less on the same page on that one. Yeah, um, yeah your your two games you pointed out, the Chargers and the Denver, and Denver Broncos. That's uh, I could see how you could be. Back and forth, and especially Denver. I think Denver's going to be really good this year. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, so that means uh, you got New Orleans at number one. But uh, what what do you have them going? Since you were even considering uh, Tampa Bay at twelve and four. See, uh, thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. Okay. I have them going seven zero, just like you, losing at Tampa. Right. I got them losing to San Fran the next week, mm-hmm. and I got them losing to Kansas City. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. See, I, I actually I actually have it where they're going to pull out the victory against KC in the, in the dome. Um, you know, it was real tough right there. If I was gonna, ha- you know, if I really thought that KC was gonna pull out the uh, the victory or not, because yeah. I mean, KC is gonna be a team that when we get to the AFC West, I mean, KC, I'm I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, KC's winning the division. I mean, I just don't see, oh, yeah, I don't see any team in that division really competing for the title. I see teams competing for the playoffs. Yeah. I think Denver could compete for the playoffs, but I mean, KC's winning because they didn't lose anything. It's like with the AFC East with the Patriots the last 20 years. Yeah, it's exactly. Who's going to come in second? Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. So, I mean, it was pretty tough for me to decide for the KC one because um, they're both just such great. That's going to be a great game. Week 15 in New Orleans, that's going to be a fucking phenomenal game, dude. I'm oh, very yeah. hyped for that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you've got uh, New Orleans, uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Atlanta is your order. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, this is something that we're going to document all season long. And, uh, you know, once we have these playoff predictions done, we're going to keep all these on record. And then once the season is over, we're going to see how close we were. Yeah. Uh, so we still got a little bit of time. So let me ask you a question. 
because uh, there was recently the documentary about it here recently. Do you think Alex Smith's ever going to play again? No. No chance. No chance? No Do chance. You, you, you think he's really determined to continue to try, though? Because, I mean, he really seems determined to try and keep keep pushing for it. Yeah, I, I think he'll he'll keep trying, but the way I look at it is also like Chris Bosh in the NBA. There's, That's true. He really shouldn't come back. Right. So, I think he'll he'll try as much as possible, but at the end of the day, they're going to be like, no, you're good. You're a big liability. So, Would you be shocked if the Redskins actually let him play? Oh, yeah, most definitely. That would be too. You know, the Redskins also have, um, what was his name, Reuben Foster, I think. they. I think yeah. he's still technically a Redskin, even yeah. though he hasn't played with them at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't actually had a chance to watch Project 11 yet. Um, I think it was on ESPN Plus. I believe yeah. ESPN or ESPN plus one of the two. Uh, I really, I really want to watch project 11. I really want to see the full details on that. Uh, I personally don't think he's ever going to, he's, I don't think he's going to play a game, which is like, it's super unfortunate because Alex Smith has like, he, he was re man. He reached his prom, you know, yeah. over these last few years, uh, the Tom and KC, even in Washington for that little bit, man, he was, uh, he was really showing out and balling out and you know, he was, he was finally looking like the number one overall pick he was. So, I mean, it, it it's disappointing, um, to see, you know, that happen to him, you know, as such a great quarterback, great leader. Um, I, I just don't think he's going to play again. No. I really don't. No, I don't think he should. So, um, now another thing we can uh, talk about, uh, for the sake of the show, you know, you, um, shared a post earlier. It's like, what's one player? Uh, you wish your hey, team would never get phone. rid of. Oh, that's let's, right. Let's yeah. run. Let's run with that one first, though. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll jump over to that. Yeah. I'm fine yeah. with that talk. That's oh, a good yeah. talk. But yeah, uh, it was like, what what's one player you wish your team never got rid of? Yeah. Um, and you said Stephon Gilmore. Oh yeah. And, I, and for me, it's Greg Olson. Yeah. Um, we we got rid of Greg Olson at what like four years in the league or something like that. Yeah. And we got rid of him just because he didn't fit the system. Yeah, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's we, bullshit. We bro. got rid of Gilmore because we don't want to pay him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just that's a Buffalo thing, though. Yeah, we're kind of kind of going away from that with the new Brandon Bean and freaking uh, McDermott. So right. they're actually gonna try to pay the players. <laughs> right. Let me ask you a question. Trying to get into uh, his head a little bit. If Brady was here, if you were a Dallas Cowboys fan, what's a player that you would say that you wish they didn't get rid of in the time of us watching ball? If you, if you had to put yourself in a Cowboys fan's shoes, who would you say? Hmm. I'm gonna have you go first. I'm gonna think about that one. I would, at the you know, in the in the moment, Demarco Murray. In hindsight, Ooh, that's a good one. In hindsight, yep. maybe not so much. But then again, if they would have kept Demarco Murray, he could have still probably been as good as he was in Dallas. System fit for him. Yep. He had a great offensive line. Um, so I'd probably say Demarco Murray. That's that'd be probably my pick. Um, there's a little part of me that wants to say Des Bryant because I don't think Des Bryant was flamed out yet for Dallas. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's flamed out now and he's done so. But at the time when they released him, I don't think he was flamed out. But uh, I would probably say, as a whole, I'd probably say um, Demarco Murray. But I would. Say, I'd, current Cowboys fans may yeah. also be saying Byron Jones though. Yeah, I can, I can see that. So what would be yours? Uh, I'll either go with Murray or Cole Beasley. Like, yeah, well, that's true. Because Cole I bet, was I just. I bet you're excited for Cole, aren't you? Oh, hey, Cole went bananas with us. Like, yeah, hey, if it, if he would have done that in Dallas, he, he would have stayed in Dallas. Right. But he didn't have the opportunity to. Like Josh, he 
he'll give it to anybody. He don't even care. Yeah. He'll throw I mean he's not gonna throw for throw for three hundred yards, you know. Right, but right. But he's gonna he's gonna throw it to everybody. Yeah. It don't yeah. matter who you are, you're getting the ball with, with Josh. Right. And I bet you're also pumped that uh Cole's got his swag back a little bit with his old number. Oh yeah, number eleven. <laughs> He's yeah. back. I, I think he's going to be good for you guys. Now, uh, what you just pulled up, you pulled up that uh, that Twitter war going on right now with Michael Thomas and Dev- Devontae Parker. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that? I, I read that earlier. What do you think about it? I was listening to the radio earlier, and they put it in the best perspective ever. They were talking about, so Devontae Parker got asked, who would you rather who would you rather go against, Stephon Gilmore or try and catch a pass against Mike, Michael Thomas? Obviously, he's never tried to catch a pass against Michael Thomas, so he's gonna, not going to do that. So, obviously, he said Gilmore. Well, Michael Thomas, he got in his feelings, started calling him out, saying he's trash and everything. He's a first-rounder. He should. He needs to get the ball more if he if he, he just keeps crying and everything. So, Parker was like, yeah, if I would get a lot of catches if I got 300 targets a game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got Fitz Magic. He's got, he got Rosens for a little bit. He just hasn't had the opportunity down there in Miami. Right. Yeah, Devontae finally started to actually show something yeah. last year. Um, I, don't, I, I see both sides. Yeah. I, I do. You know, I see the side of where Thomas is like, yo, you a first rounder, you're supposed to be better. Cause, I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's a true fucking statement. I get that. But at the same time, Parker's also right. I mean, I love Thomas. <laughs> I love him. He's great to watch. Yeah. I love watching him. Oh, yeah. Love him in fantasy, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man... <laughs> Yeah, he does get a lot of targets. It helps when you have one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I yep. mean, it does. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting feud. It's in, it's fun to see these guys fucking duke it out. Yeah, they also mentioned like Michael Thomas has Drew Brees. Yeah. If he didn't have Drew Brees, would he be that good? I don't think he'd be as good where he'd break the reception record, but I do think he would be good. Yes. They also mentioned Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Would Devontae be good? You know that. Uh, like, that okay. Okay. You see where they're going yeah, with this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I see where they're going with it. Like Tyreek, would he be good with without Patty? I think so. I think Tyreek would because he's so electric. Yeah, he's fucking quick. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> that's actually a, that's actually a good thought. That's actually a great conversation. Is um, out of all the receivers in the league right now, and we'll we'll also touch on pass a little bit. What receivers in the NFL? Give me one of each in your mind. A receiver that is nothing without the quarterback he's with. And a receiver that can literally succeed with anyone. Hmm. I think Amari Cooper it couldn't succeed with anyone. Okay. Because he had Derek Carr, he went bananas. He had Dak, he went bananas. So I mean, he did it with a good quarterback and with a terrible quarterback. Right. You so, think Derek's terrible? Yeah, I think Derek's terrible. I think he's mediocre. <laughs> yeah. I, he's not. He's not David, but I no. think he's mediocre. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's, so so who's a who's a receiver in your mind that's nothing without their quarterback? Like if they went somewhere else with like a mid tier quarterback, like a Derek Carr tier yeah. quarterback, they they wouldn't do as well. But they're doing they do fine now. Like who do you think is a receiver that falls into that category? Man, I might have to think on that. Run run one of yours real quick. That would be nothing without their quarterback. Yeah. Um, nothing without their quarterback. I gotta think about that one, but I do have answers for the one that could succeed anywhere. Yeah. I've got two obvious answers. Okay, yeah. I've got two obvious ones, and then I'll also give you one that's not as obvious. The two obvious ones, and they happen to be on the same fucking team: yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, like, and they're—I say that's obvious because they're—they've fucking proven it. Larry Fitz's not as good as he used to be, but you know he's still 
you know, he's still playing. But, I mean, with all the quarterbacks that he's had in the past and the stats that he's put up, DeAndre's never really had a quarterback. I mean, he had Matt Schaub for a little bit, and then there's nothing until Deshaun. Those two are proven guys that they can succeed anywhere. Yeah. Okay, another guy that I do believe can uh, succeed anywhere, you know, doesn't need a certain quarterback. It, it, we actually just mentioned him. That's Tariq Hill. I think Tariq yeah. Hill, I think he can succeed anywhere. Uh, one receiver, I, and I love this receiver, so it does hurt me a little bit to say this, um, but uh, I do believe uh, that Doug Baldwin is a guy that cannot succeed anywhere. Yeah. I think I think Russell makes Doug Baldwin. I think he is. A, I think he's one of those receivers that is nothing without his quarterback. That's my and I I love Doug Baldwin. I like Seattle, but I do I do believe that. Yeah. Another receiver that I could see working anywhere is a hundred percent Jarvis Landry. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I love Jarvis Landry to death. He could succeed anywhere. It doesn't matter the quarterback. He can be. He's still gonna be a Pro Bowler in my mind. Yeah, I, I agree with that. See, I think that won't succeed anywhere, like without a quarterback. Uh, yeah. it's a tough question. Man. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question. I kind of think uh, Tyler Lockett. What you think? You know, I can respect that. Honestly, I'm, I mean, I love him, but yeah, yeah. like, honestly, I, if you if you sat here and you told me any of the you know, uh, Tyler Lockett or Doug Baldwin, yeah. they like Russell Wilson makes them. Yeah. Now DK, DK has the potential to be a receiver that can just succeed anywhere. We'll see. Yeah. He, he has the potential, but you know, but yeah, I, I see that because I mean, Russell Wilson, dude, he is that offense, hundred percent. Oh, Keenan Allen, maybe. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. How you know? We'll see how he does this yeah. year. Not having because now Rivers he's got the him. he's either got Tyrod or the rookie Herbert. Yo, you so. know you know one receiver that I think is unbelievably fucking overrated, Chris Godwin. Yeah. I'll be real. I think he's overrated as fuck. I think oh yeah, he blew up this year. Like he like, blew up and he got a hot hand and all that stuff. He's a Pro Bowler, whatever. But I'm not, dude. I'm serious. I think he's overrated as hell, man. I really yeah. do. You know, I, I that's Mike Evans. He's not overrated in the slightest. Oh no, he's a fucking stud and everyone knows it. But Godwin, dude, he's overrated as fuck. I, I do believe that. I agree with that. Like, coming out of Penn State, I didn't expect him to even have a good year like this. So, really? I mean, that's just, I don't know. What about Cooper Cup? That's all Nick boy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Nick's boy. That's right. Pretty boy. I ain't going yeah. to start him because he looks too pretty. Come yeah, on, that, that's true. Uh, you know, I, I, I like Cooper a lot, man. I remember watching him come out of the draft. Um, I think Cooper Cup is going to be a guy. I don't think he's ever going to be the star of the team. Yeah. Um. You know, in terms of like, uh, kind of like a Cole Beasley, he's I think, just there. or Julian Edelman, I think is a good example. I think Julian Edelman's probably the best example I can give for Cooper Cup, where he's always going to be a factor. Yeah, he's always going to be a weapon, something for you to worry about. But he's never going to be like that Pro Bowler. Yep. You know, taking taking shit out kind of guy. I just don't believe that. Um, Julian Edelman, that is a guy to watch for this year because that's a guy to watch for if he falls in that category or not. Yeah. I really couldn't tell you which way he's going to fall. I really don't. Because uh, Julian Edelman, you know, he is just electric, but he's had one of the greatest of all time throwing to him. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll find out this year if he's going to be one of those guys that's nothing without his quarterback. Uh, that's something that we got to watch out for this year, in my opinion. But uh, I think that's actually going to wrap it up for the episode. We're about 50 minutes in, so that's pretty solid. I like that. I like that. Um, so... We did our NFC South today. Next week, we're going to be doing the NFC West. You know, we've got the NFC champions over there, the San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, second-year coach Cliff Kingsbury with Arizona, 
and the Los Angeles Rams and how the hell they're going to do. So it's overall going to be a really good talk. Like I said, hopefully Brady can be on there next week. If Brady is there for next week, he's also going to give us his NFC South predictions. We're going to play a little bit of catch up. We won't dive into it in depth. It's going to be like probably like at most a two minute conversation of him just like here, just going through his records, whatever. It's just so we can move on. We may talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have these uh, eight episodes about the divisions. Uh, we're going to be talking about the playoffs. And then uh, a little bit before the season, we'll probably have a couple fantasy-driven episodes. We have our fantasy league going on. And, you know, I think it could actually be pretty fun. We may actually do uh, our fantasy draft uh, here on the podcast and yeah. record it, me and you, and maybe Brady if he can make it for it, where uh, we're sitting there and we're going through, well, this team picks this person, and we'll give our thoughts on it, and then we'll I'll do my pick, you do your pick, whatever. I think that would be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, so that's something we can look forward to is uh, our fantasy draft for the League of Tears. Uh, was this like the fourth season for the League of Tears? Fourth? Yeah, this would be the fourth. Yeah, one. yeah, because you're the third winner, Brady's second on the first. Yeah, yeah I could have won all years, but you know, yeah, you, I had to let y'all get some trophies. You, yeah, okay, you were just slacking, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I did trade Carson Wentz for two pizzas. So, I mean. <laughs> and Le'Veon Bell. I think it was Le'Veon, man. Uh, oh, yeah, because Carson was for the burger. Yeah. Oh, hey, man, I was hungry. I was hungry that day, boy. Yeah, this is a fact, man. He traded me Le'Veon Bell, and I bought him two come-and-go pizzas. Man, hey, those were some good pizzas, though. Yo, those are good pizzas, man. I got to hit them up on them Fridays more. I don't hit them up enough. Hey, today's Wednesday, dollar slice, $8 pizza. Oh, really? Okay. All right, I'll keep that in mind. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it here from us uh, here on Gridiron Mania. Thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, shameless plug here. Make sure to go check out our other podcasts we have here at Sparky3 on CastBox. we got Lighthearted. If you're into movies, games, comics, TV shows, that kind of stuff, Lighthearted is going to be your realm. Uh, if you're into anime and manga, we got the bi-weekly show Animan. Uh, and then lastly, uh, if you just want something like uh, some maybe it's like some motivational talks, some, uh, something that you can really relate with, some heart-to-heart stuff, we've got the show Real Talk, though. Uh, Lighthearted being posted every Tuesday at 8 a.m. on CastBox. Animan bi-weekly on Mondays at 8 a.m. Real Talk, though, on Wednesdays at 8 a.m. And then lastly, we have Gridiron Mania being posted on Thursdays at 8 a.m. Lots of fun stuff coming from Spark E3. So make sure to check us out. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to stay up to date on all the latest and greatest that we have going on. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. We do have some content going up there here in the nearest future. And also... Just to hook a boy up, make sure to also go check out Third Life Gaming, who is partnered with Sparky3, my co-host over on Lighthearted. He has recently been posting DBA battles over there, which is our competitive Pokemon League that is currently underway, so you can check out some of those battles. But with that being said, I am Alex Light. We also have Tyler Honeysuckle here. And until next time, I hope everyone has a wonderful day.